You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to last Mountain West Wire Basketball Podcast Edition. Yes, we're here again. Jeremy Moss. Uh, that's me. Yeah. Eli Betker hanging out over there doing tweets, getting people all riled up. That's right. That's what we do. That's what that's what we normally do. Yes, we always like to do <laughs> tweets and say, "Hey, pay attention, call people out." Sort of have a little poking fight online because that's fun. <laughs> it's always good when we have Nevada UNLV week because that always brings out the best in people. You know who had the best tweet over the whole week, over the whole game yesterday? N- uh, Nathan Schaub. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this was fantastic. So he put out because there's a big deal, I guess. AP Style has a uh, Twitter like Q and A every now and then, or you can ask them questions. Like, yes, it's Nevada, referring to the uh, university in the sporting sense, I believe it was. And so, because people put UNR, Reno, it's like unless you, if you use UNR, it's because on Twitter it's because you're running out of space and that's acceptable. But just put Nevada. He goes uh, AP Style Guide for University of Nevada, Las Vegas, lowercase U N capital L, lowercase V. <laughs> That was brutal, man. What is okay? What is your take on this whole UNR thing? I think it's the whole thing is just ridiculous. Like I think it's just absurd that UNLV has to continue to bring up this UNR thing, and I also also think it's just silly that Nevada is so uptight about being called UNR. Like I don't, I don't even really care about either side of it. I would say me and Matt discussed this on our football show. That's I think out just now Wednesday. I would say because. Er, I don't have a ton of insight. I think it's more of a disrespect thing toward Nevada because I'm wondering just because it's UNLV, UNR, because it makes sense. University of Nevada, Las Vegas, University of Nevada, Reno. Mm-hmm. However, I'm trying to think of any other state that's been similar. It's like in California. Do you call it technically Cal State Fresno, Cal State XXX, Cal State whatever? No. Well, you do with some schools. Yeah, some, but it's not Cal State University Fresno, even though that's I believe that's the if I I might be wrong, yeah. but I believe that's the official name. It's I think it is Cal yeah. State school system, and so it's like I think it's you're I think you're right. It's kind of dumb on both ends because I've never heard any like. Here's the thing: it's only an issue if you're in that state. That's fair to say because anytime before I even cared about Nevada or UNLV, it's always been I've always heard University of Nevada. You may hear mm-hmm. Reno just because you may see University of Nevada at Reno sometimes, but usually it's Nevada. It's UNLV. I think it's just people trying to poke at each other to knock the other one down. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's what it is, and I know that the fans love to go back and forth with that, but I just, I don't know. I think it's all kind of silly, but maybe that's because I'm I'm not necessarily involved with either school. No, no, no. it's silly. So. Don't get yourself wrong. It's silly. Yeah, I, I I mean, I don't know. I feel like Nevada fans shouldn't be as fed up about it as they are. I mean, um, they've just been crushing UNLV lately, and these things kind of silly. But I guess it's just part of a rivalry, and each rivalry has its own uniqueness to it, and that's part of what this one is. But it is kind of funny how the AP-style guide and everything got involved with it this time around. Um, but there are UNLV fans in media that want to continue to use UNR. 
hey, Nevada could be really low and use the crappy logo, but they never do. Ooh, see, yeah, that's that's like the tweet that I put out the other day about uh, UNLU fans saying UNR and then Nevada fans saying, hey, Reb. Uh, so it's like... Well, not even hey, Reb. Hey, Reb's... Back at either. Here's the thing, hey, Reb's still a thing. Not It's not necessarily associated with that mustachio logo that's going away. <laughs> it's still... It was still a thing before. Mm-hmm. Like, they have the mascot, hey, Reb. The big guy with the hat, the huge mustache, the actual mascot. That's hey, Reb. That's the same thing. That's not... It's actual imagery of the mascot of the or the logo I should say not the actual rep whatever it's called hey rep I guess and that one is actually good but that uh, the new logo that they unveiled was, was just a disaster you know what I want to do my next gig I want to be a, a marketing firm that gets paid $40,000 to make bad logos yes <laughs> I, I'm your man good. for that I can make a bad logo if you want <laughs> <laughs> and pay me too much money it can't, it can't be worse than that UNLV logo that uh, was unveiled recently I, I get it it could have been good they just Tried to be too, um, not to go back in old logo news, but like it could have been good. It like, could have. Yeah. They tried too hard, I think. I think they tried to make it too much of something. The previous Hey Red was just perfect, though. I loved it. Yeah. And they're fine. They're going with that. So let's actually get to basketball. Let's start with that game that was a uh, Tuesday night. UNLV, which you put out a nice tweet of strength to schedule, which we sort of known looking through who UNLV has played and beaten in league play. They were. Five and one, correct? Heading into the Nevada game, uh, five and two after the um, loss to San Diego State. Oh, that's our other weekend, San Diego State. Which mm-hmm. oh, who knows what's going on with them? But they've played pretty much nobody. What was there? Do you have that tweet in front of you? The win percentage? Yeah, I do. I do. What, so this what? was on the twenty eighth. So this was just prior to the Nevada game, and UNLV um, prior to the Nevada game ranked dead last in the conference in schedule strength and also victory strength and. Uh, what victory strength is, or just what I did for the sake of this table, is the combined winning percentage of the teams that that given team has defeated. So UNLV has beaten Colorado State, Wyoming, New Mexico, San Jose State, and New Mexico again. And those teams have a combined winning percentage in conference play of 27.03%, which not, is eighth in the Mountain West. So not good, you're saying, right? Not good, yeah. So to see them have a gaudy record, which is good because wins are always great. It's like, and even Menzies mentioned it, we'll wait till we actually play some real teams. And they lose to Nevada quite handily. San Diego State, I'm wondering if they're going to be like a team like last year where they peaked late because Jalen McDaniels is one player of the week, back-to-back weeks. And so that loss for the Rebels there, we'll kind of stick back and forth, was not a necessarily a bad loss, just kind of peculiar if you just look at record-wise. So they lost by 17 points. And so it's like, what do you think make of UNLV after beating a bunch of nobodies? And what is their, like, their best win is nobody good because, as you mentioned, their schedule has been awful. Yeah, their best win on the year, if you include non-conference plays, the OT win against BYU, which was that uh, game-winning three-pointer by Noah Robotham. But I guess my perception on this team hasn't really changed that much. I don't think that they're bad by any means, but I think they're right now just not able to compete with quality teams and they will be considered an overrated team until they go through this five-game stretch where they play SDSU, Nevada, Utah State, Boise State, and Fresno State. And they're already 0-2 in this stretch, and if they're unable to get two two more wins uh, against either Utah State, Boise State, or Fresno State, then I think it's reasonable to say that UNLV was overhyped to start conference play and that they're probably not 
as good as we thought they were going to be. Well, no, they're exactly who we thought they were. Because uh, not to pull Lovey Smith or not. Oh, jeez, oh crap, not Lovey Smith. Dennis Green. Green. Sorry, I'm like ah, yeah. dang, I do it. Thanks. Get I, I thought about this yesterday too. I'm like, oh, that's it. But thing is, <laughs> they are like they're a team. Like we knew what they were. I, I like. I'm not surprised. Like when we recorded last week, what did I? I think I was a little optimistic. I thought they'd beat San Diego State, and I thought they might win one other game. I honestly think they might go zero five now because I said that was not that was not out of the question because this is the I guess are these the five best teams San Diego State Nevada Utah State Boise Fresno probably yeah and depends how you feel about SDSU yeah but well who would you put above them Air Force could beat them UNLV above them no they lost by double digits Colorado State I guess Boise State. Yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. CSU's played a bit better, but these are probably the five best teams that we said preseason. What do we have? You only fifth, I think, sixth, right in the middle. Yeah, sixth, I think. And they should be a team where, with the league being like, to be honest, it's Nevada and everybody else. Boise could surprise occasionally. New Mexico did. Like, there's a team that may have the one big game, but that's about it. Maybe two. And we saw CSU beat Fresno. CSU almost beat Boise. Fresno or Utah State lose to Nevada what by one or Boise lose to Nevada by one. Uh, Fresno wasn't Fresno a one point game as well against Nevada. Um, it was it was close. I think the final deficit was about ten points. Oh, maybe I'm thinking different team. But there's like I said, there's a couple teams that'll hang with Nevada or play up to the competition. But the the way the league's going, like there's it should be closer to more than this for UNLV Aztecs. Oh yeah, Boise like the records fairly close to overall like right now you have maybe i'm not not wrong on this right now but like for unlv five and three boise five and three aztecs three and three four and four air force three and five unm what i'm saying is for unlv they prop their record's fine but they're gonna fall down and i wouldn't be surprised there'll be a glutton of teams of like eight and eight in league play six and ten to eight and eight or seven and nine and eight and eight like that four through eight spot will be like a tiebreaker of some way and UNLV, if they're a team where they think they should be better what they were, they shouldn't be losing to... Well, they're doing what they are, so there's not not surprising or unsurprising. They just shouldn't lose to San Diego State by 17 points. Yeah, and they probably should have looked more competitive last night. Yeah, and they it was down 17, and they're a team where they're going to finish. They're going to be like 5-7 and seven after, this road, after this stretch of games, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very likely that UNLV could end up anywhere... Um, from eight, probably somewhere around eight or nine wins in conference play at the season's uh, final day, because we have this three-game stretch coming up where I know you believe they probably won't win a game. They maybe and, won, maybe Fresno, maybe. Yeah, the, I think that's probably the best shot they have, and they also have to go on the road and play Nevada, on the road to play Colorado State, and have to host uh, Boise State as well. So, mm-hmm. and Boise State and San Diego State. Mm-hmm. So. It's not really getting any easier, and that's what we mentioned last week, and that's probably what we'll continue to mention until UNLV proves us something that we don't already know. What would give you, uh, say, UNLV's turn to corner? Like they're because winning, starting off what they did, beating CSU by two. Okay, by two, they weren't great then. That's a even that was a questionable win because they're goaltending late in the game. What would say, hey, UNLV is a top is. Solid, right now they're between four and six in our rankings in, in that range, maybe three by some one person, I think. What would say they're going to be on par with, say, because Fresno and Utah State to me are still two and three, pretty clear. Boise's kind of there. What would say they are the stand, like, number four team, like, 
neck and neck with Boise and Fresno. What would it take for you to say that for UNLV? Probably winning two of the next three games. So that would require beating either Utah State or Boise State on the road, and then also beating Fresno State at home. But if they go 0-3, fall to 5-6 and six with the slate that they have upcoming, UNLV is at risk of not even finishing the top half of the conference this season. Right now, they are 10% chance to beat Utah State, 29, Boise, 37 to beat Fresno. So very realistic shot that it's an 0-3 stretch. Very realistic. It, it, not real. Yeah, realistic. Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say un- ir- I, was gonna, I was going with ill realistic, but that's not a word. <laughs> so, I, and let's just stick to Nevada really quick. Has anything mm-hmm. changed for you for them? Because they are sitting like bracket matrix. I see a few. I see a few people have them as a six seed. Is it just the league carrying them down? Why they won't get maybe a top four seed, a protected seed? Yeah, I mean that has something to do with it. But I think looking beyond. The conference. Uh, just looking at what Nevada is offering right now, I I don't know if I necessarily see a Final Four team with the Wolfpack right now. And I know that they're coming off just a beatdown of UNLV, but there's something about this team that that kind of rubs me the wrong way, and that they have these instances where they just seem kind of disorganized and on offense, it just isn't flowing as much as it should be. There's obviously so much talent on this roster, and they just have spurts where it just doesn't all come together as one cohesive piece. And if you don't have that throughout the NCAA tournament, then you're going to be sent home by teams that are uh, more cohesive or, or, or run better offensive sets and such. So if they, it depends so much on what Nevada's region looks like in the NCAA tournament, and that also boils back to what seed that they pick up, which is going to be a highly debated topic over the next couple of months. But if they run into a team that matches up well against the Wolfpack, if they force a lot of jumpers, if they're able to... Zone defense. Yeah, zone, <laughs> have length, all, all these aspects that have caused problems for Nevada in the past, it's not far-fetched to say that Nevada might not have a, a long outing in the NCAA tournament. But again, it's this is a fantastic roster, and they've shown why they're off to a 20 and one start because they're really, really good. But um, as far as what we were anticipating in the preseason, I, I don't know if they're quite up with the upper echelon of teams that we've seen this year, like the Tennessees, the Gonzagas, the Dukes. I just don't know if they're quite in that tier right now. Yeah. Right, Cause it's like, they will go down and let's chuck a three pointer. Oh, we missed it. Okay. And then I saw the funniest thing about, I think is a graphic for the UNLV Nevada game. Nevada, I think, is what second in the nation or pretty high up there in offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. And somebody's tweet goes, "Well, you got to miss a lot of shots to get those offensive rebounds." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which it, it's partially true, but they, you're right. There's all these games like they are down against Air Force or down against these like bad teams. Come like Arizona State's okay. They won that game. They can't. New Mexico they have blown out. New Mexico looks just a mess. Who knows what they're doing with Paul Weir? But you're right. Like I don't. I don't expect them to win. Like be up 12 to two at the first media timeout, be up by 15 at the break and cruise to win. But I want to see some games where that does happen. There haven't been enough games for me to say, all right, they are commanding lead the whole game. They get out quick eight to two, I mean, 12 to two, something where they're up four to eight points and just coast to winning by 12 to 16 points where the other, the other team never really challenges them. They may get within a couple points here and there, but it's always about an eight-point lead the whole game. They need to do something like that, and this league 
there should be no reason that this ha- should happen 70% of the time where they get a small lead and just kind of b- incrementally build to win by 8 to 15 points almost every game. Is that, too mu- be- is that too much to ask? I don't think it's too much to ask, but to be clear, that's basically what they've done the last two games with against Colorado State and UNLV because they haven't trailed since the Air Force matchup in which they did look pretty bad in that first half. But my my concern is just Nevada has these spurts maybe like between two media timeouts where they look just fantastic. Everything's mm-hmm. flowing. They're blocking shots and contesting attempts at the rim and going down the other way and jamming it or hitting threes and it just everything is flowing and coming together. And then they have these spurts where they play a lot of ISO on offense, take bad shots, um, maybe give up some offensive rebounds on the other side of the um, on the other side of the court, and it just looks a little bit more disorganized. And it's those types of stretches where other teams can take advantage when you have better teams in the NCAA tournament, um, and that's where you are sent packing. So. Um, I don't feel like the concerns that we have are illegitimate. I think it's what a lot of people have discussed throughout the season. Um, but to think that Nevada is just going to out-talent its way to a sweet, a sweet 16 for the second consecutive year, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, uh, there's There are some issues that this team needs to resolve, and they've certainly showed signs where they are capable of doing that, and they've also had signs when they're down six points against Air Force at home in the first half and then uh, lost to New Mexico by 27. So they're 20-1, and one, but it does come with a little bit more of a background than just that. Are they bored sometimes, do you think, maybe? I feel like I, someone has asked me that, and it's it might be true. I, someone, maybe from ESPN, if it was Jeff Borzello or someone that wrote that Nevada is basically just waiting for it to be the NCAA tournament because these games don't matter so much. And I kind of agree with that and kind of disagree because seeding is hugely important, as I mentioned earlier, for what this team will do in the NCAA tournament. But, I mean, how much can you really be all that excited about playing Wyoming in front of your home crowd when you already have a Mountain West tournament title locked up and None of this really matters until you get to the NCAA tournament. So I know no one within Nevada will acknowledge that or say that because it's just not something that you say. But how much of an incentive do you have to play some of these types of teams when your goal is to advance in the NCAA tournament and you've been playing lower-level teams for months now? Exactly. Um, I want to go back to the rivalry thing, the UNR, the UNLV thing, because I found something hilarious. What's that? <laughs> so I was checking over at Nevada Sportsnet, Chris Marie does stuff. I'm just going to peruse in as you're going, looking for a couple nuggets, extra things. Dear Las Vegas media, stop being stubborn with this UNR thing. <laughs> because, okay, I will back. Well, here's a couple things. If I pull, if you look at it now, it's over on their homepage right now. And we'll get to more basketball talk, but this is more fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. So they have their main title, Rebels Wolf Smacked. Pretty good title. I like that. And then the subtitle, number eight, UNR Strong. Strong start leads to dominating MWN. Okay. I'm okay with that because here's why I'm okay with it. If you look at the spacing, they're allowed to be given in the width of the paper. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It fits. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. But going through, it's only – it's Chris Murray makes a good point. It's the Las Vegas Review Journal and Las Vegas and both put UNR. Everywhere else puts Nevada. He's like, oh, it's cool. Like – we. 
joke fun rival UNR blah 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 because here's the great best part of this he goes I care because I'm a journalist and if Nevada Athletic Department told me to call UNLV Nevada Southern in my coverage I'd tell them to go to hell (laughs) (laughs) he's like I'd probably say a nicer tone but it's it's not their official name it's just funny and then going through um so so here's the okay here's where it gets ridiculous Ray Brewer who writes for the Las Vegas Sun, managing editor of the Las oh, Vegas Sun. Oh, God, Sun. I saw that. I saw that. I, I'm going to read to everybody because I saw this. So I'm like, really? Because, um, yeah, here we go. Pack Hoops, who we've had our stuff with on Twitter. Good recruiting dude. Um, he tweets, the managing editor should take his fandom out of it and follow the AP style in the paper. Bad look. I agree with that. Would you agree? I agree with that, yeah. Because AP style is a thing. We uh, try to abide that mostly can. There's stuff that slips through the cracks. He goes, the again, the managing editor editor of a top forty national newspaper, not some podunk. Not it's not us doing it here, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're we're. I joke we're a bunch of nobodies. It's maybe true or not sometimes, but people read us. You're listening to hopefully. We're nobody's trying to do a good job. Yeah, essentially, like we're not paid like these guys are to do this job. Mm-hmm. We get a couple bucks. We're not getting what Raymond Brewer's getting. He goes, it is incorrect to use Nevada. UNR, there it is, is one half of the system. Okay. Wait, that, wait, wait, what? One half of the system? What does that mean? Like the uh, state school system. Okay, all right. University of Nevada, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We'll call them half Nevada before Nevada. See, that's just petty. Half Nevada? Yeah, half. Yeah. So, Pat Coof, what do you prefer, half Nevada or UNR? <sighs> he goes, Mike Grimala, who I don't know why he pulled him into it, and I will let you decide tonight. That's so stupid. It is stupid. Um, Half then, Nevada. And then our good buddy Tyler Bischoff, who we know quite well, going on his radio show time to time. He's written stuff for us before, podcasts with us. Um, but ESPN Radio's Tyler Bischoff came over the top with a knockout blow. And again, he's Las Vegas guy, <laughs> likes UNLV. Rebel guy, right? Uh-huh. Why don't you refer to Nebraska Cornhusker responding to Ray Brewer as UNL or Nebraska, comma, Lincoln? They're just part of the university system with Nebraska Omaha and Nebraska Kearney. And then he screenshots Ray Brewer. Quarterback Johnny State went from being a four-star high school basketball recruit in 2013 to not seeing the field in a failed two-year stint at Nebraska. <laughs> Boom. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. This the, is... Do you know if he has, like, a like an AP vote or something? Who? Uh, was it Ray Brewer? I don't know. He's the managing editor of Las Vegas Sun. So it's more, I don't think, it's not the sports editor. This is not the sports editor, the managing editor of the whole newspaper. Oh, man. And he does write some sports stuff from time to time, I believe. But this, I, Okay, I can see how so, someone from Nevada could be irritated by this. But that, those comments are just being kind of silly. Yeah. Not, not even kind of. That's just dumb. Like half Nevada. It, it, it would be... If you're into the petty type of stuff and you're a Nevada fan listening to this and he continues to have more sports coverage in the future, I think it would be hilarious if just every time that he mentioned, like, um, I don't know, if someone from Colorado and said, like, CU Boulder or, like, uh, Cal, go Cal Berkeley or um, Oregon Eugene or something like that. Because it's just, oh, that's so... And that that's such a lame, like, dig to half Nevada when your team gets blown out at home. Yeah, he does, uh, it looks like he does more, just some prep stuff. He probably just fill in stuff occasionally besides overseeing the paper. But it is mostly sports stuff when he writes about it. But 
We should blast him on Twitter at Ray Brewer. Come on. Oh, because it's that just is so lame. Like, okay, if fans do it, like Chris Murray spot on. If fans do it. If you're on the radio and you kind of joke around, because if you're a radio guy, you're not necessarily a quote journalist guy. You're kind of more for opinion type stuff. I get it, but when you are the managing editor for a paper, you should, unless again, like looking at the front page of the paper on that screenshot, yes, space could be an issue, and that's probably. I will say it's an expect an acceptable term if it's a space constraint, right? I think that's like the, like next to Twitter. Or whatever. This is uh, this is just ridiculous. What do we what are we do? What are we gonna do about it? I don't care about either school, like personally. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. It's great. If I, honestly, I want them both to win every game possible because that makes it more fun. Of course. But, but oh my gosh, this is. I don't get it. It's, yeah, I mean, and there are other ways to phrase things too. Like it's not you didn't have to say UNR. You could have you could have phrased that thing differently in the paper, but. I don't know. It's just petty, and it's kind of funny to have a an impartial look at this whole argument um, and just kind of enjoy it for what it is. But, oh, gosh, Half Nevada is one of the lamest things I've heard. You know what an alternate subheadline could have been? Number eight, Nevada's strong start leads to dominated win. Get rid of MW. Yeah, that's that's actually what I was thinking. There you go. It's like <sighs> I, we're going to have to work with, with Raymond Brewer. Sorry, it's not Ray Brewer. It's Raymond Brewer 21. So if you, want, if you want to attack him on Twitter, go for it because he's ridiculous. All right, let's get back to the basketball because I had to see that. I had to talk about it because it is ridiculous. It had to be addressed. It had to be. Going through, I was just looking for some nuggets about the game, Nevada stuff, but our actual previous hoops talk was uh, Nevada in the tournament. Let me ask you this really quick. Right now, Bracket Matrix Composite has them going up against the Mexico State. Hmm. That could be interesting. That's kind of an interesting one. Because, yeah, that would be – Mexico State, not too bad out there in the WAC. Uh, they still have to win the WAC because it's one bid league, and you got Grand Canyon and my good old buddy Mark Pope at UVU doing winning. Except the Aggies, sorry, those Aggies blew up the Wolverines. What twenty-one game home winning streak? So I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> with that. Yeah, but that would be a decent matchup. Also, if, assuming Nevada's a four seed, they they are prime for great great ability to where they play. They're either going to play in San Jose or Salt Lake City. That's yeah, ba- basically, they're, they're locations. Sp- basically in the middle between those two. I think they're a little bit closer. They are slightly closer, I think an hour or two to San Jose than Salt Lake. Because I've driven that road from Salt Lake to San Francisco. That's a long drive. I think Reno is about eight hours from Salt Lake and about four plus to San Jose area. So mm-hmm. they're fine to go to that game, go to the location. I'm hoping Salt Lake so I can just go watch the game with my – get a good old credential pass and cheer on the Wolfpack. Oh, excuse me. Um, cover the wolf pack with a smile. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> with a smile. I don't know. Yeah, but say. it's it's important for Nevada to say it as one of those top four seeds because there aren't. And first off, the top four seeds are protected, which which means that they have the um, first priority when it comes to location. And Nevada will likely be one of the only teams out west that will be a protected seed, along yeah. with Gonzaga and. Um, I guess Houston's out of the central time zone. So it's probably only going to be Gonzaga or Nevada out of the Pacific time zone uh, in the first four protected seats. So they have a really good chance of landing in one of those close locations. What makes it a lot easier uh, for those first round games. So that's something to keep an eye out on as well. I am surprised real quick that Gonzaga keeps getting put in Salt Lake because is it Spokane closer to San Jose than Salt Lake City? No, I think it's uh, closer to Salt Lake, I believe. Interesting. Okay. Is it – well – Spokane's on the eastern part of the state, right? 
Yes, it is. Okay, that's why. Okay, that makes it's closer to Washington State than Seattle, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. All right, so let's get to some teams that are under the radar a little bit. Let's go to our power rankings really quick here from last week. It's like I said at the beginning, or maybe it's pre-show. We've been talking a lot today. It's a team, a team that gets ranked outside Nevada. It's basically no unanimous team in any location <laughs> on the bracket. <laughs> it's been that kind of year, and I like your bracket. I think I. I may have dropped within a tweet. You put like the power rankings each week. With the, mm-hmm. Was that you who did that, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you put a little graphic of like who was ranked where. You see the odd week where New Mexico is number two. <laughs> and then, yeah, sunk like a rock. And so the way it went this weekend, Nevada, Utah State, Fresno. And this is before the Tuesday games and before these Wednesday night games. You don't, you want to lose four. Was that too high, I'm assuming, right now? Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah, it, it might have been too high even to begin with. I, I don't remember. I think I put them three for some reason because, it, I don't know, I, I may have been dumb and said, no, oh, they're high. It's a, te- a team, the four through six bunch is crazy. UNLV, Boise, San Diego State, even Air Force, who's, we're slowly moving them up because it's Air Force, I guess. That's a dumb excuse, but it's Air Force. What do you think about CSU? They nearly beat UNLV. They nearly beat Boise State. They're getting a lot of close losses. Yeah, it, but you can, you can argue that both ways because either that means you can't finish or... Uh, you've just been close and haven't gotten the job done yet. So, Are they playing better, you think? They are playing better, and I think that was definitely indicated by their win against Fresno State, when, mm-hmm. in which they're up by, I believe, 20 at one point, or pretty close. It was like largest lead was 18. That was a beatdown, and that was against one of the best teams in this conference and nearly beat Boise State as well. So CSU is looking better. I don't know if I can put them quite in that top six yet. I had them in seventh in my power rankings. I think I did too. My only reason why I'm saying they're they're beating Air Force by who's in that same range by 23. They smoked New Mexico by 15, I believe. Yeah, but then they lose Utah State by 15, and then Nevada by 40. That the defense just really, but it just bothers me a lot. They're 310th in defensive efficiency, 299th in effective field goal percentage allowed, Poor. and they don't force any turnovers. They're 323rd in turnover percentage. Um, so. It, it has to come on the defensive end, and that's what they've done these last two games, holding Fresno State to 65 points and Boise State to 70 points. If they can do more of that, it, it would not shock me if CSU starts to morph into the team that I thought they would be heading into the year. But it, they just have to be more consistent on the defensive end or it's not going to happen. All right, if you had to make a wager, who finishes higher, CSU or San Diego State? San Diego State, yeah. I'm pretty confident with that. I think... There's reason to believe why they might have a similar turnaround as they did last season. Maybe not to the extent where they win, what, 10 straight games and and crash the Mountain West tournament, but I do think that they have the pieces to turn it around. Jalen McDaniels has been fantastic, and they're starting to play a little bit better basketball than they were earlier in the year. Here's what I think will happen. They're going to beat Air Force at home this weekend. That's uh, tonight, actually, or Wednesday night. uh, Is it on Facebook, I believe? I don't have it in front of me. I posted earlier. I should know that because I did our little schedule and picks for for the day. And so uh, we'll look at that in a moment here. I think there are Mountless Network, a couple games, a couple Facebook games. Um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that momentarily. But just look at their schedule. They should rebound and beat Air Force. It's at home. Air Force has been doing better, but I think they'll take care of business. They go to San Jose State, who hasn't been very good, even though it's a road game. Spartans are slightly improved, but no way they're going to beat them. They'll probably beat New Mexico on the road, right? Yeah, and then they'll put them at six and three. And then it comes a little bit trickier. Host Utah State, 
and at CSU and CSU with Nico Carvaccio can do almost anything and Paige, you know what I mean? What they can do, they have potential like we've seen stay close and maybe win a game or two. So that's not a gimme, but it's a game they probably should win. Um, We'll see. They could have a decent winning streak before they play Boise State. I assume, but they got to beat Utah State first as well. So I think they'll be on the rise next time we chat, next two weeks. They'll be a team that's probably still fourth in our power rankings, but kind of solidifying closer to Fresno and Utah State. If this is the turning page for San Diego State, would you be shocked if they entered that Nevada game at 9-3, and three, having won seven straight if you include the UNLV game? They're not going to win seven straight. You don't think so? Because we've seen them be down by 30 versus Xavier and win. We've seen them get crushed by Iowa State by 30. We've seen them <laughs> lose to Air Force by quite a bit. They used to Brown by 21 points. I know those are two months, like seemed like ages ago. They got blown out by Boise State. So while we say they're playing better, they have won, They have not had a two-game winning streak since they beat whatever CS – was it Domingo High School or something? I don't know what that was. <laughs> High School. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it says Cal State Domingo yeah, Hill. Yeah, I wanted to click on it. I was like, whatever. But they have not won consecutive games since that game and BYU, and they've only won consecutive games three times this year, and it's been two-game winning streak max. So they're going to – you're telling me you're on the, potentially the bandwagon of – Winning every single seven in a row is that what you said? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. That would equal their longest winning streak clearly, and equal any multiple game wins all year combined. Is that going to happen? Doctor Tell me it's going to happen. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> um, first off, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Okay, but, good. Start there. Um, Walk it back in. <laughs> I guess the the point I'm trying to make here is SDSU has just a, a wide-open opportunity now to establish themselves as one of the league's competitors if they start to play better basketball. And that hasn't been something different than what we've said in recent weeks, but just with spots 2 through 11 now just completely wide open. San Diego State, I don't know Wait, how you Wait, did you, you say feel. 2 through 11 is wide open? That's the whole conference. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, everyone besides Nevada, because Nevada has established itself, of course. But then it's just like you don't really know what's going on going on beyond that. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know how you feel about the San Jose State roster, but I think that this is probably the most talented team on paper besides Nevada. And so Prove it to realistically, what's that? Prove it. Come on, show me. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm asking them to do um, because they have all these guys that have NCAA tournament experience, um, that are quality recruits, that we know that they can play good basketball. And like you said, they just haven't this year. Um, they haven't had a multiple game winning streak against D1 teams since November. There you go. Pretty, um, even further back to that. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm not going to say it's going to turn around like it did last year, but San Diego State was 13 and 10, five and seven, uh, with a 25 point loss against Nevada before they had won. What was it? Ten, like nine or ten straight games and got to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So. We thought they were dead in the water last year after that Nevada blowout, and we've been pretty low on them throughout the first half of this season. So maybe it is time for them to turn it around again. I don't really know if that is going to be Brian Dutcher's MO, that they struggle November through January every year and then turn it on late. I don't know if that's something that you want to really advise. No, negative. But it's better to turn it around late in the season than to never having turned it around at all. So... Maybe this is the time that they start to gel. Jalen McDaniels has been playing really well, as we said. 
and they certainly have the pieces to be at least the third or fourth best team in the conference. All right, here's what Ken Palm has to say. I think the best case scenario is winning five of these next seven. Ken Palm, not bad. No, it's not. It's not bad. Ken Palm, really quick. Air Force easy victory. San Jose easy victory. New Mexico basically toss up forty seven percent loss and not in their favor. And then beating CSU and Boise, but CSU and Boise are fifty and fifty seven percent each, so it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. So they're either going to win two games or anywhere between two and five. I'm gonna bet they'll win four of those. Go four and three, and that's. I, I think they can go four and three because New Mexico's a mess. It seems like unless something weird happens in three games, but for Paul Weird, you know what I'm saying. Um, but <laughs> so lame. But I, I, I seriously think like the CSU toss up is odd because it's a road game. I think that's easier victory than what Ken Palm's saying. Sorry, Ken Palm. But I sort of disagree. But I think they could win. I think four games is a reasonable expectation. But if they were to win, I don't think seven's going to happen. But if they get more than four, that'd be a surprise. But four should be the baseline. That would only put them at four and three in league play, and during that stretch. And that would move them up like maybe what one spot? That'd be that put them at eight and six in league, or excuse me, seven, only seven and six in league play if they go four and three over that stretch. I mean, what do you think the record is going to be for the second place team in this conference? Oh man, um, I'd have to look a bit f- further into who plays who, but right now, really quick, just for reference, Ken Palm has nine and nine for San Diego State. If we mm-hmm. assume Utah State's number two team. Ken Palm's pretty generous at fourteen wins. I don't. I don't think it's going to be that high. Me too. Looking here, they have they have Utah State winning every game except for Nevada, and that Nevada game is a one is a toss up, like fifty fifty with a one point loss. Hmm. I see. I don't see them going on the road and beating Fresno State or San Diego State. Yeah, they have. Um, is that that's crazy? Like the Aztec game is a seventy one percent chance of them to win. I honestly think I don't like that one. Yeah. No. I think it might, it might be 11 wins. 11 p- wins for a second place? 11 or 12. Seven. 11 or 12, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And again, that brings back to our main point, which is that there's probably four or five teams that can still compete for that number two seed in the tournament. In the tournament, they do a – I'm trying to think what because we were there last year. You are there for those opening round games. They give a bye to the top five teams, right? Uh, Yes. Two, three, four, five. So unless you're, yeah, that's right, because they do six and eleven. So that fourth and fifth spot's going to be crucial. Yeah, so, that probably will be determined on the last day, I would imagine. Probably. So that'll be something to watch because it'll be honestly, what would you rather be, six or four or five? Play the extra game and skip Nevada on game two. Probably a six. Yeah. <laughs> play. Yeah, because you'd play. Let's just say, just throwing it right here, right now. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, we're sticking with Aztecs right now. They're currently sixth. Let's say they stay sixth. Mm-hmm. They would get to play San Jose State, which is fine. They would win. They skipped Nevada and could play. Basically, you don't want to be the four or five at all because the way we see the league, anybody outside of, honestly, Wyoming, San Jose State, I'll probably put Colorado State in that mix as well, even though they're playing better. Any other team, two through eight can beat anybody, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So basically avoid the four or five spot. So you want to be either two, three, or six, or whatever. That's where yeah, I'd want to be. Yeah, that four, five, that first four or five game is always going to be tough. It is no, but I'm just mean avoid. Try to be. I'd rather be like you said, be six than four mm-hmm. or five. I'd rather play San Jose State and an extra game than have to play Nevada 
in in your opening game. Yeah, I mean, but someone has to beat Nevada. Like that's that, or, that, that's all it comes down to. So whether it's in the first round or the second round, but I do I do get your point. You want to last as long as possible. Um, but what about this argument? You play, say you are San Jose State, you're six seed playing against um, San Jose State. Um, obviously, you're going to most likely end up winning that game. You use that as a warm-up. Would you rather play Nevada while you're still kind of fresh um, and give them your best shot then or play them later, maybe Saturday afternoon in the championship when you're probably worn out having played four games in four days? That's a good point. Also, to note, they play at Nevada in the regular season as well. That's right, yeah, final game of the season, right? So uh, it's it's a lot of – we can get to this more, but um, you, like you said, you got to play them eventually if you're going to win the conference title. Yep. Fewer games is better to play because, especially with the stupid, what, 18-hour turnaround from that late night cap to the afternoon game on CBS. Yeah. You get done about, what, 11 o'clock, get home at midnight, 1 a.m., you get back at the gym at noon, essentially, for that three Pacific tip-off. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather, well, hmm. I'd rather play them in the semis, probably. I guess, I guess yeah, just because, I don't know, it's probably, I, sure, why not? I'll go with that, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously Paul Weir does stuff differently with New Mexico and all the deal with the running and everything, but his team looked gassed in that championship game. Oh, yeah, 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 they got, yeah, that was, uh, let's go running at midnight, 6 a.m. or something, day of the game, after they played yeah. the late game. We're talking to Jeff Grammer, the podcast has lost forever, about that stuff. Yeah. But, oh, man. All right, so let's get to a couple games this weekend. We got, um, actually, I guess we'll quickly do the games Wednesday game. Actually, Wednesday games. Are you excited about tonight's games? Um, only if Air Force holds San Diego State to 14 points in the first half again. That's That is games on Facebook, so you can check our Facebook page. I'll put it up there. And check out all of our previews we have up as well. I guess that's the most likely game I watch because Utah State should crush San Jose State. Ken Palm, oh my gosh. Okay, first off, Eli, you didn't put in your picks today, so I'm disappointed with you there. Um, oh. <laughs> that's okay. Um, Ken Palm has Aggies as a 28 point favorite. No way. 28. No way they cover that. Mm, no, I no. I'm t- I'm taking them to cover that. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Wow. Utah State has some massive blowout wins this year. I, it could, it could, it could happen. Okay, me, our San Jose State writer Kyle and our UNLV writer Damon both say, "Oh, sorry, and Sean, maybe half the group were split on covering or not." Hmm. Oh, that's crazy. As for Air Force, that's a wild spread. That's crazy. I'm like, that's too many points. Um, really quick, Air Force is a seven point favorite at San Jose State. I picked. Um, Oh, apparently I put Boise State. I need to fix my pick there. I need to edit my article. I put Boise State for both. <laughs> apparently <laughs> copy and paste fell from the first one. Um, I think it's going to be uh, San Diego State to win, but not cover. Uh, I'll probably pick San Diego State by double digits. But Brandon and Jesse both pick Air Force straight up. Ooh, man. Bold. That is uh, that is bold. What do we do? Um, Hold on. Let's pull up our good old BP, our BPI projection for tonight's game. I want to have you guess because that's what we do here. Oh, I gave something away. What do you think the BPI is for San Diego State being favored? Well, based on that reaction, I think San Diego State is like 91%. Ah, right on. Spot on. What, really? 90, yes. 90.6%. Okay. Nine, that is ridiculous. That's way too high. <laughs> well, you kind of gave it away with your reaction. I, I know. I know. Like, oh, no, shut up. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, honestly, I was thinking – 74% would be what it would, what that should be. Yeah, Ken Palm has it at 75. 
Man. Oh. All right, let's go to quickly to uh, Saturday's games really quick. We have a couple games this week, Saturday. Um, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Facebook message. Better wrap it up here. All right, because uh, you got to go too in a few minutes. It's almost that time. Saturday's games, not Duke-St. John's. That's on the national top 25. So this weekend, we have CA Shoot Air Force. Whatever. I don't care too much. Do you? Eh, not really. I would like to see uh, the Rams maybe win to move up a little bit, possibly. But uh, It could be a good game. Two teams that are playing better. There are actually three good games this weekend, honestly. UNLV, UNLV at Utah State. Okay. That has potential, like we mentioned, if the Rebels are going to get any sort of winning streak going. Boise State at Nevada, because last time, Martin, was it Cody who hit the game winner? Yeah, that's right. So Wild that was game. a one-point game. And then New Mexico at Fresno. Hmm. Only because New Mexico, I, sh- I guess we got to include the Lobos because they beat Nevada that one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just we're hanging on to the one good 40 minutes that they played this year. But they've lost five of six. Uh, it's been brutal. Including every single loss has been double digits. Except the Utah State game. Uh, oh, that sorry. Game, that game went I, over I apologize. Yeah. My eyes failed me. I thought it was 88-66. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which would not surprise me anyways because they lost 97-77 and 91-76 in two games. So those games will be interesting. So we got a couple of decent good games. Um, that's actually – the Saturday slate's interesting because typically the Mountain West is dumb and puts all the games close together. Mm-hmm. we got some night, night caps. Yes. Perfect. So you, so you have a 6 p.m. Pacific if you want to watch San Jose State lose to San Diego State or 7 Pacific New Mexico at Fresno State. Sorry. No, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. Do you want to you want to pick your – we'll do one quick BPI here really quick. Do you want to pick a BPI game to guess? Yeah, let's do it. Whichever one do you think is most intriguing. Oh, you don't want to pick – I was going to have you pick it. Oh, we'll, we'll do two here. Um, okay. Let's do Boise, Nevada, first of all. Okay. Oh, crap. I probably have to uh. do two clicks here just a moment. If you, if you want to go to that game, only 50 bucks. Would you pay fifty bucks to watch that game, Boise mm-hmm. State at Nevada? Yeah. But okay. All right. Just curious. All right. So the, here... the sport, Jeremy. Okay. Got gotcha. <laughs> All right. I, I like I like this BPI already. We know Nevada's a favorite. What do you think the BPI is? Eighty-six mm, percent. No. Higher. Ninety-two. Ninety-five point two. Ninety-five. Oh man. Okay. All right, and the other one I want to go with, I want to go to Mexico Fresno just because that should be a. I think it's. I have no clue. Who, I think Fresno is barely favored. I'm guessing, but if we go to the BPI, also if you want to go to that game, only thirty bucks, not bad. It's a good deal. I, go okay, to, I feel like Fresno could win this game by twenty. Okay, well, that's a good call. What's your BPI projected projector? 81 percent. You're, you're getting better. Eighty-eight percent. Okay. All right. First Let, number that came to my head was 89, and then it's like, eh, it might be a bit much. All right, here's we're going to end on this. Back more rivalry smack talk. Not Nevada version, but UNLV is involved. So UNLV, this is Las Vegas, Nevada, posted on Tuesday morning. UNLV's Chris Clyborne said it was a slap in the face that Jalen McDaniels shot a three-pointer at the buzzer at the end of Saturday's game. Do you have a problem with that? With the player calling out the opposition for being classless? Dave Koken, ESPN Las Vegas, you got your butt kicked for 40 minutes. <laughs> but you complain about a meaningless basket to buzzer. Jeez, be a man. If it irritates you, say nothing and get the message across next time. <laughs> Love it. Where do, where do you stand on this? Stop him. Yeah. What was that? A, what, what, it was a uh, it was a blow, right? What was the final score of that one? Uh, I think it was 97-77. Yeah. Whatever. You're not going to. It is a rivalry game, so you're going to have a little extra juice. 
But what's what's the difference, honestly, between dribbling the ball or shooting a three? Why should you be mad either way? Are you, um, are you mad you don't finish the game? Or are you mad they shot a three-pointer? Probably mad that they shot a three-pointer. If you were de- if you were the losing team, would you be would you be overly upset about that? N- no, because I think you have far more other more important things to be upset about than that. It's not the Rams um, Saints game. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. I I can see both sides of this, but I really don't care that much. Like if someone wants to shoot a three at the end of the game, like my. Just from my perspective, I would probably be already past that. Yeah, I might be a little. It's, I might be like, "Oh, come on, man, what are you doing? You're up by whatever." But I wouldn't be saying it's disrespectful and creating some fake controversy. Do you think that Marvin Menzies would have any reaction to that from what Clyburn said? Like, hey, like get your head focused on our next game or something like that. He should. It's like, why are you worried about that? You should have been more. If you're worried about him making three pointers at the buzzer, where were you during the game trying to stop him or anybody yeah. else? So, allowing 94 points, yeah. Yeah, allowing, was that? That's probably the most points they give up all year, I'm guessing. Close to it. I think so. 94 points, so it's like. Air Force. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> no, that's right. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I, I, yeah, I would just say it's, I could seem like, oh, man, it kind of sucks. Like, what are you doing, man? Just but let it roll off. But it's like, if you're really upset about it, beat that team. Like, don't let them be ahead by that much. Don't let them, don't be in that situation. Because a lot of times guys take meaningless three-point shots just for the heck of it at the end of the game. But I could see it. I could see where they just should just dribble it out. But it's like, whatever. It's not. You shouldn't be that upset about it. You should not. Yeah, be that I, t- upset. I think both parties are probably to blame for how it unfolded. Like McDaniel's does not need to take a three pointer at the end when you're up seventeen or fourteen or whatever it is. And then if if you're UNLV, you just have to be the bigger man and just accept like, okay, they're not going to be that. They're not going to show that much sportsmanship at the end of the game. We'll just move past it and keep our head above the water. But that's not really what happened. That's not what happened. So, all right, that's our show this week. Yeah, we went a crisp forty-nine minutes. Excellent time. There you go. When you get rivalry talk and other stuff, that's great because yes. going game by game is not what we do here because it's we want to talk about fun stuff sometimes. That's or, right. Or wild stuff. So, next time we'll be back next week, chatting about these games, seeing where UNLV's rank or excuse me, Nevada's ranked. Um, see if there's any more UNR controversy because oh, I am going to um, maybe retweet or mention something to Ray, Raymond Brewer there, the again managing editor of a newspaper. Probably Not makes newspaper. Las Vegas Review Journal. That's right. Which is, I'm guessing, probably makes at least six figures. Have some class, buddy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. check us out iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, anywhere podcasts can be found. We are there. Check out Eli. We'll have some some sort of article up on Friday. Do you want to? Do you have an idea of what you're doing Friday? I know you mentioned a Twitter tease about something today yeah i think we're i think we're getting both of those under wraps for now i think uh Ooh, okay. we'll be we'll be showing some fun stuff over these next couple of weeks though so well, stay tuned what was your tweet though you could say that though since it's already out there oh yeah i want to have some people uh well some nevada basketball fans reach out to me if you haven't already if we've talked i will be working on a piece that i guess i would roughly say focuses in on nevada basketball fans and how this team has evolved over the last few years so if you want any part of that, make sure to send me a, a direct message. Well, yeah. Eli Betker, it's Betker, Betker underscore Eli. Um, if you can't spell it, um, just go to MWCR Twitter feed. He's listed under there because he tweets from there, so that's the easiest way to find it. But but honestly, Eli, everybody's already following you now, so what's that's redundant, right? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> me too. <laughs> exactly. So. You never know, though. That's true. There are lurkers that come by and just um, drive by and listen for a minute. So hopefully you listened. And, yeah, we'll see you guys probably next week for more Hoops Talk, and we'll see you then.